Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Moving Spotlight Podcast. I am your host, John Ruby, and I'm here with... Guten Tag, John. This is Corbin. Hello, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Guten Tag, begins, my friend. Look at that. He's been, throw it in doing, there. he's been doing his Duolingo, everybody. Guess who's making $4.99 from Corbin right now? Is it really $4.99? Wow. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. You have no Duolingo. No, I'm fluent, dude. I don't need it. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I'm not. Uh, but my son will be soon. We he's just good scared. at it already. He's really good. My son's eight. Yeah. And he's, uh, his German is getting, getting good. I can still correct him, but it's, it's getting good. Um, actually he is really into, this is kind of fun. He's into, um, like puzzle games, but not, not, not like, like where you're trying to solve a mystery. It's mm. just kind of fun because he's preparing for an escape room. He really wants to do an escape room, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll like, we'll do the thing. We'll do the, and I'm like, do you think you're racing? Like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for an escape room. And I'm like, okay. There ready. are escape room games. I wonder if you could get something like that, that he could kind yeah. of test around with. Yeah. The thing we have is kind of like that for kids, but I, there is definitely like the game That's games fun. that we could. Yeah. So he's, he's like, he's preparing for that, which is really, really fun to see him. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. figure that out. Um, but that's not our fun topic today, Corbin. Our fun topic today, this is a good one. What three people, hmm. living or dead, would you invite to a dinner party? I can't believe we've almost, we've done over 100 episodes. We've never had this question. This is like a very, <laughs> like, like a, you know, yeah. like, this, this is, like is like a, a classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's such a hard question. There's so many people. I hope our guest is thinking because we're going to swing it to her afterwards. <laughs> so she better be ready <laughs> better with this. Be yeah. Thinking a lot. yeah, this is not an easy one. No, this, it is. Answers I, are definitely judged with this. I think... I think if I had, I think if I had a dinner party, I would want to invite like funny people. So like Robin Williams mm. comes to mind right away. So somebody who's just mm. like firing on all cylinders and just making you laugh the whole time. Yes. Probably like John Mulaney would be another one. I love John Mulaney. For oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. So I think I'd be, I think it'd be funny to watch both of them interact. And then I'll, I'll throw a non-funny one, but I th I've always respected uh uh, David Bowie. I think David Bowie, he's one musically impressive, but he's always been like a genius when it comes to like foreshadowing the future. There's like an interview with him in like the nineties talking about computers and how it's kind of how it is today. And it's like, how did he know that? So I would love to pick his brain on what he thinks things are coming to the future. So those are like kind of my first thoughts, but I would want a good laugh. I think that'd be my favorite dinner party guess for sure. What about you? I mean, now that you threw that out there, I'm thinking about, yeah, that whole, the, the, the laughter thing that is really interesting um which when you say that i don't know i kind of feel like jim carrey would be really interesting mm, but mm -hmm. but the more recent interviews i've seen i feel like he's really kind of going <laughs> off the deep end and <laughs> yeah, stuff but i don't know what's happening like <laughs> he's really i don't know like i feel like he's changed a little bit so so jim carrey from back in the day you yeah. know what i mean from like so it'd be jim carrey from like the mask days um and then uh I guess I'm thinking of actors now. I think I would I would love to have George Clooney there. One, because Ooh. my sister's always wanted to meet him. So I would love <laughs> to have that. Also, he plays basketball or used to play basketball. Yeah. And I think from everything I've heard, he seems just like kind of like a, a stand-up mm. actor, you know, who's had a great, great career and stuff. But I, you know, I feel like he kind of stands for the right Is there, the right is there a basketball player you would want to like separately? Is there like a favorite basketball player you would love to be there of all time? Oh, yeah. That's like a big one. For I you. think... Yeah, that no, that is that is, and when you when you put it that way, I, I would probably I would love to have um, Steve Nash, who Ooh. is this 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 point guard that was just a great great player, you know, kind of kind of lesser, not not on the not on the, I mean, he's he's amazing, but like you know, he's not as well known as like LeBron or Michael Jordan, people that don't don't know basketball, mm -hmm. but I love the way he played, uh, and I think he he was a coach for a while, and I'd be interested just to kind of pick pick his brain yeah. i feel like those and then i just because I, I guess that's 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 already three but i would love to have a historical mm. someone from history just because i love 
I love history and I think it'd be interesting to have Winston Churchill there. I yeah, don't know why. I just cool. think like that mm-hmm. guy just seems like kind of a firecracker wild card and I'd be really curious. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um uh I'd be really curious if I had Steve Nash, Jim Carrey, George Clooney, and Winston Churchill. Well, that's that's like what that. is happening yeah, there. That party. is that is a <laughs> That is a mix. That is a mix. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be fun though. That is I love it. That's good. That's good. And I, and I like that. Yeah. I think, um, you, you got a good mix too there, Corbin. That's yeah. I, I was just realizing none of mine are historical. They're just all, you know, comedians. <laughs> just all, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I have to swap in Groucho Marx. For some reason, Groucho Marx makes oh, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably be, he would be above Jim Carrey. So anyways, <laughs> uh, so Groucho Marx, cause I, I used to love the Marx brothers when I first got into comedy and stuff like that. So, um, my gosh, I, I like this. I like this question. It's a good one. Um, well, I want to get to, I want to get to the action today. I want to, um, I'm super excited. I want to welcome to the show, uh, casting director, uh, Robin Karras. Hi, Robin. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> yes. We're good. We're happy to have you. Any thoughts on the the three peeps? Okay. I was thinking about this and yeah. you named people who are very alive. Um, and <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, we don't so, think a lot. <laughs> so, okay. I think that I would, and look, I think that on a serious note, for any family members that are no longer with mm. with me anymore, mm. I would totally want them at my table again. Yeah, yeah. That's my sentimental, you know, everything. But I will say, in my lifetime, I have always wanted to have cheesecake with the Golden Girls. Oh, yes. Yes. So I think that if I could have a dinner party, I would thank them for being a friend. Um, <laughs> Robin, I just a week ago drove by their house, the house that was on the, um, like, the, yeah, exactly. So now so I know good. that I'll think of you if I drive, ever drive by it again. Yeah, I actually, sidebar, I live adjacent to the apartment building when they film the outside of the uh-huh. Jeffersons, when they moved on up to a deluxe apartment in the yeah. sky. Yeah. I live across the street. <laughs> There's That's the deluxe. Crazy. You're always so, there, you're looking. <laughs> Yes, I, I, they, they're not on my wish list, even though they're all quite lovely, the Jeffersons. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're not on my wish list. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would say that also because you all got to name a few, and here's my ex, my etc. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, I was in a, I was in a bar, and or actually, I was leaving. Um, I was leaving a friend's apartment that was that was below or above a bar, and. Uh, as I was walking out, my I had a friend walking in and said, oh my gosh, come sit with us. And I said, sure. Now, the group I was sitting with consisted of, you know, a few actors and a director and Gary Marshall. And if I could sit with Gary Marshall again, <laughs> holy <laughs> mackerel, I... Mm-hmm. I Gosh, he was amazing. Like if you had like Gary Marshall and Norman Lear, like, oh my God, yeah. like the yeah. stories, wow. that's yep. insane. I love that. I love that. And, and I love that. And I also I was thinking about my list cause I didn't include any women. So I want to cl- include Amelia Earhart. Mm. I think she'd be really interesting. I think she'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's a determined person right there. You know, that would be cool. I like that. I like that list though. That's yeah. Gary Marshall. I remember he had a theater, the Falcon theater out here that I thought would be really cool to, to work at Rob. And I, I heard, always heard good things about him. Um, I want to, I want to pivot to um, you, Robin, and you know, you kind of specializing in theater, right? That's kind of like your world in, in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
one of the things we like to, to kind of offer here is for actors, you know, since you've been on the other side of the table and you've been in a lot of auditions, you know, uh, before we kind of get to bio and stuff like that, what are some things you look for when you're running an audition? You know, how do you kind of filter through and, and approach that process? I think that, you know, uh, whether you're, whether you're in person or you're still zoom rooming, if you will, <laughs> since that is a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that you sort of have to own your space, you know? And I think for the actor who owns their space, I think it's incredible. And mm -hmm. I think that for the actor who walks in with no apology, you know, mm -hmm. because because when you're auditioning, it's your time in front of, whether it's the casting director or the panel of people that you're auditioning for, it's your time. And I, I never understand why people walk in and they immediately say, I'm sorry, or they immediately feel bad. It's like, why are you feeling bad for being you, you know? And, and I think for the person that makes no apologies and sort of questions will come, an actor will always have questions and that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I, but I definitely think that, that the idea that, that you control the, the, the temperament of the room, you don't realize, or actors don't realize that when you enter a room or a space, it's yours, you know, and, and the other stuff, like if you see somebody looking down or taking a note, or, you know, I don't know, even like looking at their computer, it could be because they're, they're balancing a bunch of things. And I think that that talent always gets um concerned that, that maybe that they're boring or maybe they've already done something wrong when in reality no not at all <laughs> you know yeah, so that's, that's, I, th I think some of it could also spawn from like so somebody being new they don't know what to expect when they go in the room or a first time meeting mm -hmm. you're going into your office what, what is that yeah. kind of like how if somebody were going into your into your casting what is that a, a normal typical situation obviously it can change and everything can be different but what is what usually expect? it's yeah, usually it's very scary. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You're usually yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing food. The food you I just throw it. Yeah. Why are you here? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. So, no, I, I think that, look, I actually prefer, um, I if I if I have my druthers, I really like people to feel welcome. Um, it's a space, you know, I, I think of it hopefully as a safe space that you can create in. Um, I, you know, you cannot control whoever's sitting next to you because as you know, everyone's an individual, but hopefully how I've created a room and, and, and that room is created the minute you start talking about scheduling a person into their appointment, you know? And so, very, very similarly, like when does the audition begin for the actor? It's when you say yes to that appointment, you know, because because then guess what? You've set up a time to meet and you have to hold true to your end of, of the meeting, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, you always say hello. And if and I happen to be super chatty, so I have to watch myself in auditions. Um, I, I think that uh, I I will say for the actors who are, who I can get away with, the younger actors, you know, uh, who have like a, a lot of special skills. I love asking them about it because it's a, it's a great way to get to know somebody, uh, mm -hmm. especially when they list 
like impersonations. Mm. Um, I love seeing Christopher Walken, <laughs> um, you know, I, I give me your best Brittany, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's the easiest way I feel, or one of the easier ways to get to know somebody because I'm asking the actor to talk about themselves and asking them to talk about their, their skill set, you know, and if they, and, and I get it, you know, you're like, oh my God, what are you going to throw at me next? And I used to work with this director who loved it as much as I did. And as a way to get young actors, uh, you know, kind of comfortable with the material and just to like, kind of have fun and explore their creativity. Mm -hmm all of the accents and dialects they can do, he would make them do with, mm. with their material. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and we would ask for such random things. Um, and, and if they could laugh at themselves at, with us laughing at their, at their, you know, silliness, and we all knew it was silly. That's amazing. So I, I think what do people, what can people expect? I think that at least for the actors, um, since, since I think more New Yorkers know me. Um, but I think that for the New York actors, I think that they, that they're so used to the fact that I really do like to come out and greet the actors. Um, uh, when I have uh, somebody that's either assisting or monitoring for me, I really like to say hi and I like to give them a greeting and a group greeting. Cause I think it's really nice. And, um, and you know, then when they come in the room, it's, not so scary, I guess. And, you know, some rooms are quieter, some rooms are, are, are chattier. Um, and so, you know, and I think that, I think that, um, just like I want actors who walk into the room to thank people. So, you know, I, it, it's a, it, it's a business, right? So, so the idea that you say, thank you so much for seeing me. And I say, thank you so much for coming in. Mm -hmm. And and if it's a musical theater audition and that accompanist who has played the piano for you and hopefully helped you get the gig, you know, say thank you because, you know, we're, we're all in this together. And, and so hopefully fingers crossed, I, I am able to, um, I don't know, create this good space, you know, and, and hopefully it's a happy space and, um, and, a and, Hopefully the room does not run over time. That's the other. <laughs> That's the hardest. And, and yes, and that I'm absolutely guilty of. So expect that because I'm chatty, you might be waiting. I don't mean to make people wait, but it happens. So. Yeah. Um, that is, that is, that is, uh, well, obviously you, you enjoy it and you care about the actors, which is lovely to hear. So you, you like spending time with them. That is, that is wonderful. When I was session director in commercial casting, we were always on a very tight clock, Robin. So it was like, you have four minutes, John, for each of these groups. I'm like, no. So oh. it's, that was a challenge, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. I love hearing Oh, When that. I have to have like an EPA and, you know, where, where, it, you know, equity is really proctoring my auditions mm -hmm. and and they're holding me to like two minutes in the room. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like <laughs> this is no time. Right. Um, Robin, how do, speaking of that, how do actors kind of get on your radar and then follow up, stay on your radar? Gosh, uh, I think that actors come to me from all different places. Mm -hmm. I go see showcases. Um, I, I obviously, when I'm putting things out on breakdown services and, and actors access and casting networks and all of those sites, you know, I, I 
get actors there a lot. A lot of times actors, thank goodness, recommend each other. That's when I think the community is working best. Like when somebody says, if you like me, you'll love my friend, you know, mm. um, or I saw this and it made me think of my friend. They might be really good for you. And, and I think, how kind are you guys? You know, <laughs> that's great. Um, sometimes if I put stuff out on Instagram, um, gotta love the gram because, uh, you know, because people yeah. love to love to get their, uh, you know, all of their their stuff from imagery, and so um, so sometimes it's from from there, uh, and, and every now and again I'll have like that random person that writes to me, and I'll say, "Huh, you're kind of interesting. Let me keep <laughs> you around." Um, now, I think that I speak. It, it's hard to keep everybody in mind, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah. that's so difficult. So I think that as much as I want to remember everybody, sometimes it does take a little bit of prodding by the actor saying, don't you want to see me? Don't you want to see me? And so, um, cause you know, we're not, we're not perfect. And, and as much as a casting director should have um, a lethal memory and most of us do thank goodness but then every now and again someone kind of slides through the cracks and we forget and and then we say oh my gosh i should have put them in <laughs> you know and so that's that if so if somebody was coming from outside of new york and wanted to go into into the new york space of acting and theater and everything kind of in the same world what is there something that you look for in a resume or is there something that you want you think everybody should be taking an x class or doing an x thing to kind of get that community I think, I think that whether you're coming from California to New York, or you're coming from Austin, Texas to New York, or, or even New York to LA, you know, wherever, wherever you're to and from is, right? I think that you should always have, like, I feel like, hmm, it's harder when you've never done acting, and you are, and you are then trying to break it. That's really hard. <laughs> and so, and that you sort of, it, you know, that's, that's, um, that's, that's where people kind of have to wing and prayer it. And, you know, and, and then you say, oh my gosh, when's the break going to happen? But for the actors who are, we'll call them working actors. And those are the actors who may have a day job and do their acting, you know, because they're, each time, obviously, they get a job, that's when they take off from the day job, mm -hmm. you know. And so for those actors, I think that you just sort of look for a well put together resume that kind of reflects um, that reflects your credits, whether they're TV, film, theater, you name it your education, your skill set, whom you've learned with. I think a lot of people forget that special skills, I would say, especially when you're when you're a, de a developing actor and a developing actor is anyone that's not yet earning, you know, six figures from their, you know, six figures or more from their, from their, you know, acting gigs. You know, I think that, I think that people forget that the power of special skills and how that can sell you on a resume. I think that they also forget that the power of, let's say for those people who still have their education on their resume, um, some people, you know, kind of reach an age where they're like, I don't need to have school on there anymore. And that's okay because you do reach that age where it's like, really, do I, do I really need to tell you? <laughs> yeah. um, 
But, you know, if you if you've studied at UCSD or UCLA or NYU or um, any of the studios there or Columbia, you name the school, Miami University. Um, I felt like I had to get the Midwest. In. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so, you know, any, any of those schools, I think it's also really important to kind of name drop who you've, who you've studied with. And the way that you have your resume formatted, I think is really important. It should be really readable and very clear and not teeny tiny handwriting or teeny tiny fonts and, and, you know, very clean so that people can kind of scan because as you very well know, whether you're a casting director or an assistant um, who is, who is helping out casting, you're scanning a resume and you need to be able to kind of collect information kind of quickly. You're not really memorizing it, but you're collecting enough information. But if it's too hard to decipher, then that's awful. I would also say that by ways of making introductions, right? Like when when you're when you're the actor who is taking a chance and you're and you're emailing a casting director um, and trying to introduce yourself, keep it brief keep it super brief, mm -hmm. keep it positive, keep it upbeat, say, you know, I'd love to collaborate. And sometimes you could say something along the lines of, I just saw da, 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 or we have so-and-so in common. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's all, it's, it's all of those things that kind of, you have to try and figure out how to relate to somebody. Mm -hmm. And, and our business is about connection and figuring out how can we connect with each other. And, you know, and figure out how you can connect with that person. And if I think that if people look on my social media, for example, unfortunately on Instagram, I start off with all the best intentions, like with, with I'm only posting casting things. And then somehow I wind up with like any image that I find to be like inspirational. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so people yeah. kind of can gather that from me, you know, that I kind of, um, I'm, I'm pretty homespun in that way. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and eventually I'll talk about like my love of anything Will Ferrell or, you know, yes. something like that. And so I, I, I think that, that, you know, I've had actors in the past who, who have, you know, referenced that to me. And I always find that it, it, that's the stuff that makes me smile. It's, it doesn't get you a job, but it definitely gets attention, you know, and it catches my, my eye and, and it makes me feel good and you know and then that's really it you know so how do you stay there i don't know um, <laughs> do. robin when you're perusing headshots is there um anything you notice that kind of sticks out or not i mean do you like to see you know when you click on the headshot a bunch of other shots do you like to just have one like you know is there one main one that catches your eye i know it can yeah, depend i i am not the type um, it's funny coast to coast, right? Um, since I worked in both, in both places, um, I will say that, that Los Angeles tends to like a lot of different pictures and some people in New York like that, but generally it's, it's not as many. Mm. Um, and so, and it might be because because we like we to are. look at ourselves a lot. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Robin? No, not people. No. Um, <laughs> so I am not going to be negative. Um, <laughs> Good. Keep it positive. I'll be negative. So, Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so no, I I I feel like like the 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 idea of film and TV. You know, it's like, can't you see me as 
can't you see me as this? Can't you see me as this? Mm. Can't you see me as this? And I understand that. I think that I, I kind of go a little dizzy with that. And I, and I want to just kind of get the flavor of you, mm. you know, and obviously some people have like one shot that they use, like, let's say they're looking for like their edgy work, or let's say they're, they're looking for like young dad, you know, and, and they have those pictures and, and that's cool you know, and, and as long as I can get a flavor and a sense of, of that, and then I flip the resume and I look to your resume and I say, oh, here are some roles that kind of represent what, what that image is, you know, and that makes a lot of sense. Beautiful, you know, and, uh, and I think too, if you don't mind, I heard, I saw you take the, Speak. Well, you just mentioned edgy and young dad, and I play both, Robin. So I appreciate you. Uh, I don't know if you meant that, but I just wanted to throw that. In. But go on, Robin. That was a side note. <laughs> so, um, I'll call. I'll call out you too. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, oh, what were we saying? Don't lose it about the headshot. Oh no, Robin! Don't let it. Don't, don't let it go. Get it back. You. Don't let him do get it. Get it back. Don't, I go after shiny things. Robin, get it back. <laughs> Did you get it back? Yes. Yes. Baby got back. Anyway. (laughs) So, um, so in, in regards to the headshots though, I really look, there are some people that decide they're going to show all of themselves. You don't need that, that kind of, you know, for me that unless you're, you really need to see somebody's body to get a, an idea of who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, that to me is never, I don't really need that. And I also think that I think that you sort of have to give people, um, which is why the essence of without being so direct is great because let's face it as actors, you want to be malleable or as malleable as possible. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to us to kind of say, Oh, what if we did this? And what if we did this? And what if we did this? And to have a headshot that only gives you a flavor without saying directly, this is it, this is who I am, you know? And I think too, uh, for those people who have, let's say tattoos, and I'm not anti-ink though, I don't have any ink on my body, but I think that, you you know, for those people that might want to show it off because it could be something that sells them, you know, um, and they might want to show off like one of the arms that might have that. But I think that you also need a clean shot too, where, you know, it's sort of like, this is me with my ink. This is me without, you know, and, and again, the same goes for, let's say you, you wear glasses and your normal every day is to wear glasses, you know? Mm -hmm. So to have that is not embarrassing. It doesn't mean like, oh my God, I can't read. It's, it's, or I can't see the print on, you know, if I take off the glasses. No, it's not that. It's, it's simply like you're giving everyone a hint of what you could be, you know? And, and you're kind of letting us say, hmm, yes, I see it too. Robin, I have a question that is, I, I love all that. That's kind of, it's, it's interesting for me, which is like, if you're casting a theater project in New York and mm-hmm. someone like lives in Chicago or LA, but they can be a local hire, like they have like, you know, family there or something like that. When they submit, do you consider them the same? Does it let you know they're submitting from Chicago? How does that kind of factor in? Yeah. Okay. Um, as long as they let me know that they can be a local hire Mm -hmm. I feel much better about that because as you know 
theater, film, television, you know, everybody, every producer you work with comes with their stipulations as to what they want to pay, you know, Mm -hmm. and some people will say, yes, I'll totally pay for your, for your transportation. But other people say, wait, I didn't bank on that expense at all. Mm -hmm. And so I, so you sort of, when it comes to, um, when it comes to people who are from elsewhere coming into New York, you have to say, you do realize this is your expense, right? And then they say, yes, yes, yes. And I worked on a film and I had a young man who actually was in California and um, and said, I can be a local hire. I have family. And, and, you know, and I said, I'm so glad. But also when it comes to coming here, you know, mm-hmm. buying yourself, you know, do you realize? And, and he said, um, and he said, I got it. I got it. It's cool. And so, cause he really wanted to do the project and, yeah. and so, you know, so thank goodness uh, my team said, sure. And, and I think that hmm. again, you have to, you have to kind of know that that may be an expense um, for the people who say, for the people who say, uh, I I will I will work, but I need this this and this. It's a little harder now. The other thing is too, and people forget about this now. If you get permission to have people self tape, and that goes for theater, film, television, etc. If you if you have to sort of get permission from your from your director and producer, because there are some people that really want to work with the actor in person, you know. And, and you don't really get to do that. You may, even when you're having a zoom session, it's not the same as seeing how they relate to you. Or for that matter, let's say you want to see what their chemistry is like with somebody else, you know, super hard. And so, uh, so it's, it, it really, um, it's team dependent, you know, um, and there are moments where I have to say no. I I don't like saying no, but sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um, and and really, more times than not, people understand it's because they re- you really want to have that that interpersonal uh, in the same physical space connection. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. and then and then other times, you know, you say okay, self tape. Like, let's see what happens. Um, I will say that in this age of Zoom, where people kind of get, um, you know how they just sort of get Zoom tired? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Zoom and also, yeah. and it's interesting because as I'm sure you have experienced, your the idea of self-taping yourself has increased, you know, not just tenfold, but like 40-fold, you mm-hmm. know? And even in the theater world, people still say, okay, self-tape, but then they get very tired watching everything. And you have to make sure that your team is prepared to watch everything mm-hmm. um, because it's important because if you really have decisions to make and really you have casting things that you have to take care of and in a certain amount of time, then you, then, you know, what I say to my team is, okay, we have this amount of time to like, look it over. And so, and let's, let's all reconvene at this time, you know, because that way things are moving and rolling forward. (laughs) Yeah.
Are there any like non-starters when it comes to if you say you want to be in person and somebody can't make it and they want to do a self-tape or do you kind of allow kind of some flexibility when it's, you know, presented as possible, I guess? Yes. I'm never say never. Mm -hmm. Um, Never say never. I, I, I think that um, if I can get away with it, like if, if time permits, Mm -hmm. then, then I'll, then I, let's say I I'll give you an example I had an actor who had COVID and couldn't come into the audition we hadn't finished casting so he then said could I could I put myself on tape for you Mm -hmm. and the thing is that he would be technically better by the time you know we were ready to start and so um so I said sure Mm -hmm. you know like like you know Mm -hmm. to to do that you know, is, is a kindness, you know, it's, it, 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 and, and it's not about, um, it's not about naysaying. It's kind of trying to figure out where your possibilities lie. And so, you know, and I kind of, I think for me, I heads up my team and I say, this is what I've done. And, and so, uh, and so I said, hopefully he's good. And that's that, you know, Robin, I'm curious. I saw on your resume, just shifting gears, just a tiny bit that you've cast some podcasts. Correct. Was that right? Um, or on, I, on, on your yes. So I've done a lot of um, a lot of like web stuff, and it kind of got started pandemic wise, mm, and mm-hmm. um, and so I some of it was I I had you know we were all in lockdown, <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, and so probably my my most my most watched and and lauded uh, thing that I did uh, a few friends and I created something called Project Sing Out and it was to raise money um, for for uh, really for the um, for for the Educational Theater Foundation, hmm. and um, and it was and they help schools. Um, you know, these are mostly high schoolers um, who are who have theater. You know, who are trying to have theater programs in their schools across the country, and we raised, you know, about eighty thousand dollars across wow. the country, and we were, uh, you know, and as you very well remember from lockdown there, it felt like every week there was there, there started to become like a new special you could watch online. Mm -hmm. We had a bunch of Broadway people that helped us out. And a few crossover people like Whoopi Goldberg, et cetera. And it was really, um, it was really such an experience and we, we did a lot of good and we raised a lot of money and uh, we won a few awards, which was completely unexpected. I don't think I had won anything since I won like a goldfish at like the school carnival. <laughs> and so, um, so uh, you know, we won a Webby, a Telly, and a Davy Award for wow. it. And mm-hmm. and it was, and we were with all these huge big corporations, and you know, Broadway whatever's and then there was us these ragtag bunch of theater people basically who said you know hate theater people who are who are you know who have them you know who want to create come with yeah. us we're, we're doing this special and 
They did. And we were, and Playbill uh, wound up sponsored, you know, helping us and sponsored us. And it was super cool. And, um, and I, uh, yeah. And so I think that some of the web work that we did um, in that super special, and even, you know, uh, we helped out the uh, same team helped out the Ossoff and Warnock campaign. And Mm. uh, we did some, we did stuff with uh, governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. And, um, and so yeah, you know, I've, uh, it's it's interesting because it was, as you know, with with the idea of web, it's the stuff that you eventually see, and and um, and certainly at that, for the things that were created during the pandemic, it was everyone in our homes, kind of in little boxes, and mm-hmm. trying to put the boxes together mm-hmm. in a very creative, wonderful way. And either, and as you very well know, either you were very successful or you were not. And it was interesting to kind of, uh, it was interesting to cast it, but then really to, um, it was more than just casting. I was really, you know, helping create and shape and, and, um, and I, you know, for all intents and purposes, I was a creative producer on these projects. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that was very cool. And I think along, even before that, though, um, I had done, I, uh, uh, I guess during hmm, one of the elections, right after that, we, we did actually the only theater recording, like soul theater recording of We Are the World utilizing children and that was actually very cool mm-hmm. and um and so it was very interesting when it came to like rights with all of that mm-hmm. and and garnering them but at the same time uh we did it and and it was and you know it was sort of we knew it was a great impact song and the message even if we didn't have a charity attached to it the message was very clear and so because it's we are the world and you know i so i think certain things like that it's um it's different because it's definitely out of it's it was things like that were were really um out of the box and and those become sort of passion projects you know um i think that all of the things that have been video and web based basically those are are sort of things that either somebody brings to me and says i'm passionate about this will you be passionate with me or i'm with a group of my friends that i create with and we are passionate together you know yeah i i love that robin because i was just thinking about this idea of kind of getting some movement then builds momentum then creates something you know what i mean mm-hmm. because it's it was so easy to become stuck or static and sounds like, like you said, like you and groups and other people kind of got that movement going. And then who, who knows exactly what it's going to be and who knows who's going to kind of come out of the woodwork to help. And what a wonderful, you know, both of those things that just sound like amazing things that just really clicked and came together, right? Yes, was they were, all of them in their own right were beyond beautiful. And yeah. um, I yeah. saw that you worked with Theater Works USA for a while, speaking of like, and and what was that? uh like for people that don't know from what i gathered it was like like musicals and plays that are like kind of going to skill uh, schools or, or public spaces and you yes. know performing yeah for, for, mm-hmm. for you know all ages but i'm sure for, ch- for kind of focused towards children how, how was setting that up um funny enough a lot of people post my time at theater works thought i only cast children and the reality was i cast adults and um <laughs> 
you know, if you were taller, you played an adult. And if you were smaller, you played kids. Um, and, <laughs> and, or you were a character person. Um, and I was there for nine years. I got to work with a lot of emerging um, and accomplished um, directors and writers. And it was very cool in my time there to kind of be with actors who were, who were really at the start of their career and, um, and to be one of the people that gets to play a role in their development somewhere, sometime. That was amazing. Um, you know, the idea that I got to work with Bobby Lopez and Jeff Marks pre-Avenue Q on their first musical, which was Ferdinand the Bull. Um, <laughs> I, and then, uh, and then I got to work with, um, I got to work with Kristen Anderson Lopez on again, one of her first produced musicals. And this was before Frozen and it was an and in transit and she had written an acapella musical for theater works and got to work on that. There were just so many people and so many lovely actors who, who went on to pursue their everythings. And, and it was interesting. I will, I, I don't want to name names, but there were certain people who, and I'm not going to, but there were certain people who I actually happen to really like as actors. And it's funny because when I, when I see where they, where they, where they are now, mm -hmm. I think I had great instincts. And so <laughs> yeah. like, even if my team wasn't really a fan, you yeah. know, as they came into audition, I'm so stoked. And I, and I will have a friend who will write to me every now and again saying, I remember you talking about so-and-so. So, yes. you know, um, I don't know. It's, I, I think that um, my, my, because I was, I was a young casting director when I started in the, at theater works, um, you know, I really got to, uh, I really got to, figure out what my figure out how to how to how to do casting mm -hmm. you know and and really um you know the art of negotiating a contract and and uh it was a it was a big enough organization but there was only one of me who was casting and mm -hmm. so I along with an associate who was lovely I've I had a few in my time there and all were lovely and you know, it was just, uh, but you know, it's, it, there was a lot of casting to be done. It was over 200 national tours, countless works in development, which I think I even say that in my bio, I use the word countless because it really was. And then they had an off-Broadway season and the off-Broadway season was interesting because that's where I can kind of say to, uh, it's not that we had, um, you know, a bazillion dollars to offer people, but it was where I, I got to utilize, you know, sort of the, I'll call it the Broadway community and say, you know, do you want to do a show for a few weeks in the summertime? You're at the Lortel and, you know, and, and it was really, you know, and people went for it and they, and they loved it. And, and again, you know, we, 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 we got to work on some beautiful shows together and that was, that was awesome. So, and a lot of the shows there were based on either books or curriculum that the students in schools across the country were learning. And so, um, and every now and again, 
you'd get like, you know, I'd get like somebody from the box office as they were trying to sell a show, they'd come over to my area. And so, and so, uh, and it was very, like, you get very weird questions. Like, is there nudity? And I'm like, no, we're children. <laughs> we do children's shows. Um, oh, <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and, you know, we were talking about, uh, we were, we were talking about like what to have on a resume and what you look for. And whenever I saw somebody that would say, I do pole dancing. And I would think, is that the thing you want to put on this? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that, but you know, but you know, it's the quirky things that happen. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the behind the scenes to children's theater. It's exactly. Not, it's not always so childlike. <laughs> so. Uh, Robin, before we get to our final thing, I did just want to touch on um, uh, just briefly your, I think, is it your aunt uh, who we both know, uh, Terry Burland, who I'm a big fan of and I've known from the commercial casting world out in LA and just kind of how she's influenced uh, you. How hasn't she influenced me? Um, yeah. uh, when I was younger, uh, my aunt lived in New York city and I grew up coming in and I loved watching her work. That was my, one of my favorite things to do. And I was a kid of the eighties and she basically, uh, so, you know, in the eighties you had like a Rolodex on your desk and, and I didn't realize that I was watching, uh, reruns of the partridge family and the greatest american hero starring william cat and so one day my aunt walks into her office and she says what are you doing and i'm seven and i said i thought that maybe we could have lunch with with some people and so she said like who and so <laughs> and I, I, and I said, like David Cassidy and William Catt, and she said, did you know what to do? And I said, yes, I called SAG. And she said, <laughs> and then she said, oh, did you know who to ask for? I said, yes, membership. And, <laughs> and so I don't know what was scarier that SAG after took a call from a seven-year-old or <laughs> not SAG after, but SAG took a call from a seven-year-old, you know, but I think that um, I watched my aunt work on all these amazing creative things, you know, commercials, commercials, commercials. And that was her specialty and is her specialty. And the, and every now and again, a TV show and, um, or a film. And I loved it. I don't know. It sort of was my, ah, it was just, it was so cool to me. And she was, and because she was a New Yorker before she, before she was a Californian, um, so, you know, she was always going to theater and always going to a museum. And, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh my gosh, what a cultured lady. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and when I was little, because again, child in the eighties, we didn't have computers. And so as a way of keeping up with the Joneses, I actually would, I actually would memorize cast lists, not knowing that mm. it wasn't a human computer and I didn't have to do things quite so fast. But as you very well know, we didn't have DVGs and DVRs and all of that stuff. So, so, um, yeah, there was a time folks before IMDB. <laughs> I, I know it's wild. wild. It's hard to imagine. Yes. I hate to age myself and my voice sounds so youthful. So, <laughs> so anyway, yes. yes. Oh my um, gosh. forever, this 
Yes. So, and, and this voice runs in the family. So my mom sounds just like me. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so in any case, you know, I, my aunt just, um, she gets, I think she gets a little embarrassed, but if she listens to this, then guess what? she'll be embarrassed again. She'll hear um, it. She'll hear it. But, yeah. But, you know, I, she just really influenced me. Um, I loved her sense of creativity. Um, I also will say that until you're in it, you don't realize how brave and entrepreneurial uh, a person is and how they have to kind of recreate and reinvent even with the things that they love because you always have to learn a new piece of technology or you always have to kind of figure out what, imagery is going to be the thing that sells, um, you know, uh, what, what are people really looking for? What's a trend, you know, in casting. And I don't really have an answer to, to that because it seems like things change in the way people want to do things every now and again, changes or, or modify slightly. And, and if, you, and especially if you're, you know, if your team is younger versus, versus an older team, there's just a different way of doing things but I watched my aunt do all of that and it's inspiring it has been inspiring to me even now it is inspiring and you know she just uh she just always figures out something else and I think holy mackerel do you you know it's it's never her her creativity is never ending and so the idea that I can kind of be emulate a little bit of that never ending creativity. You know, it was, it was, it was completely for me. And that's really why I, why I do what I do. I don't think I would know if I didn't have an aunt who was a casting director. And I think that uh, it's not a typical career. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're sitting around uh, a table with a bunch of people who are not in the entertainment business yeah. and you say, oh, I do this, you know, I, I, I'm a session director. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a casting director, et cetera, et cetera. They go, what, you know, and, and it's, it, you, you are the, 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 uh, the odd person when, when it's, you know, a bunch of suits. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you are, you are the one that doesn't have to wear the suit to work. Um yeah. <laughs> I love no. it. Well, Robin, thank you for that. That was yeah, that was lovely. You. Yeah, so wonderful. Uh, we want to get to our favorite part, which I know you're excited about, which is <laughs> your, your best, best bad, bad acting. acting. Okay, <laughs> so Corbin's going to put uh, a quote from something, and I think you're going to enjoy this as a as a as a theater uh, a lady, lady of the theater. Um, and so, if you take a look at this now. No. <laughs> she's no, like no nope. <laughs> so you could you could you can have fun with this you could you can go big you can go small you can give it an accent you don't have to we might give you a redirect that's part of the fun of it but oh, you just, yeah it's our moment so help, whatever you want it's your moment too um whatever it you was want my to do, oh yes so when, whenever you're um whenever you're ready Okay, keep in mind, this is not how I would ever direct an actor to read this at all. <laughs> you so. know what? Non-actors always set this stuff up the most, don't they, Corbin? Oh, they have to sure, like, yeah. let me preface this, preface. okay? I haven't warmed up. <laughs> all right, I'm not ready. Me, 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 you know, me, me. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, yeah, exactly. No, no, it's fine. It's oh, my fine. goodness. All right. Potting right. is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow. Ooh, <laughs> I like I, it. 
Yes. I will that that so you had a little bit of East Coast mm -hmm. in there. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, very East Coast. Yeah. I was thinking Jersey, but but I don't know. I'm not great with accents, but I like that. I like that, Robin. I like that New York Jersey. Uh Corbin, do you have a redirect? I do. I want to see you when you were talking to Gary Marshall, how like if you're saying this to him at that at that bar, like how excited you like, were. Oh my lord of mercy. <laughs> I I was such a fangirl. I actually didn't know what to say at all. I was and he was like, tell me about you. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow. <laughs> oh, yes, Gary. That was fun. All right. I want to give you one more fun one, which is when you were doing theater works, there was some kid character voice that mm. maybe sticks out in your head. What is a fun animal character, kid character, like something... Something, is there anyone that you remember that like you can kind of try to to put on this? I have a lot, but it, actually, I will tell you. Just here's and here's my word to the wise for anyone auditioning for family audience theater. Yes. It's not the idea of like playing down to the kid; it's playing to the kid. Mm -hmm. So it was funny because a lot of the time, a lot of times when we were casting or when I was casting with my directors and writers, et cetera, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of like feeling how they can get everything in their body. And so, mm -hmm. um, but I think that the most fun were probably when we had like a know-it-all character or, or, uh, sure. that would like those kind of like real, like characters with absolute neuroses. Um, so those, those were probably my, my favorite. So yes. that way you, that way you hear the setup for why. <laughs> yes. I love this. Alrighty. So, all right. So here we go. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall <laughs> say goodnight till it be morrow. Oh, wow. That was amazing. That was, that was the best acting. <laughs> so that's all of my all of my girls who had neuroses and um uh so yeah there was a character that um that i it was the show was henry and mudge and uh there was a character who said who it was it was this little girl who sang a song called um party dress and you could look it up and the the original actor who or actress i should say who played that character was jen cody Jen Cody was off the rails. She was, this character was like a know-it-all, but on crack and she was a kid and she talked about a party dress who, and she exhausts herself as she's talking about it. And, you know, and it was one of my favorite things to watch happen on a stage because any of the girls who ever played this character just had to have this sense of, um, that you, that the song is so exhausting that you actually might die after you're done performing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh my gosh robin this has been just lovely and wonderful yes. really like so great like all your knowledge and experience mm -hmm. and stories i mean it's just and your ability to to kind of keep a positive attitude and 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 positiveness which i'm a big fan of and corbin is too but we really appreciate that i think that's a that's a wonderful a wonderful thing especially in a, a business that can be challenging and sometimes it feels like well you're being realistic and then that can sound negative but you're not being negative you're just like no no here's the you know here's part of it you know this is part of the the world of it and so we really appreciate you being here and 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 everything you had to say thank you thank you i think that you have to you have to love what you do you just do and for the and if and if you need a moment to love it again 
figure out how to love it again, you know, which, which happens, but I don't know. I think that, that it only works when you're in it because you feel like this is your mark. Mm-hmm. And that's Love that. that. Love that. Excellent. Well, Robin, this has just been fantastic. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you uh, stopping by and, and Corbin and I just, you know, can't say thanks enough. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Robin. much. This has been amazing. Yeah. Great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for being here. Bye, Robin. Thank you for listening to the Moody Five Guy Podcast.